Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our regular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sport. And today, it is no different. I have Mr. Ben Flora with me. Ben, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to hear. Good to be here. Thanks, Ahmad. My absolute pleasure, buddy. Ben, um, before we get into the nitty-gritty of what you're currently working on, take me back in time. Who was Ben as a young man at school? <laughs> So, so we'll go with school starting from, from college. Uh, I was a, a student at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, was a baseball player there for four years. Um, had uh, a really great experience throughout that four years. Was in a fraternity, was playing baseball. Um, you know, really, really learned what it's like to, to not have a bunch of time on your hands. It felt like I was always trying to do something. And it was also, I think a lesson in learning to when you spread yourself too thin, kind of the results that can, that can things get hard. And I think that all that said, it, it really did prepare me though for a life in sports, as you see, you know, just how many different things are, are happening in our world today, tomorrow, you know, a year from now, there's, there's always change. There's always going to be something to work on and something to improve upon. And I think for, for my career's sake, you know, that's really been the fundamental of it is just always trying to improve. And I think uh, for me to then go from, uh, college at Texas Tech. I was actually fortunate enough to get an internship position there after I was done playing baseball, uh, which was with what was then Learfield Sports, um, one of the leads in uh, college sports, multimedia rights, um, and sponsorship marketing. Um, it's actually uh, based in my hometown of Plano, Texas. So following a, a stretch of interning at, at Texas Tech, was able to come to Plano um, and work at their headquarters. And that was a great opportunity for me as, you know, at the time, that's where pretty much every um, executive of the company was housed. That's where the national sales team was housed. So really seeing the, the behind the scenes of this big corporate company that does, you know, at, at the time for me, even as a college baseball player, I wasn't particularly aware of what a, a college sponsor looked like um, and how that relationship really worked. You know, you would see an outfield sign or you would see a field promotion, but you didn't really know what that, what was going on behind the scenes. Turns out it was it was a company that you know Learfield that was was such a, a big force within in that college multimedia rights marketing, so uh, worked there um, at headquarters for a brief amount of time and then got uh, my big break came in the form of, of moving to South Dakota uh, in January and that was something that you know a kid from Dallas uh, going to South Dakota that was that was a, a big change didn't know anything about the area didn't really know anyone there other than uh, the the boss that I'd be working for but. Um, you know, was very fortunate to, to have a great boss, to have that great relationship and really go to a place like South Dakota where I knew nobody and knew nothing really about what I was trying to do other than I just needed to work. I needed to listen. I needed to, um, you know, assume I didn't know anything and ask lots of questions. And I think, you know, building that, that very early skill set of asking questions, trying to be um, helpful, trying to, you know, do things that maybe aren't in your normal job description, but it's just finding opportunities to add value. Um, that was something I knew and I realized it was very important. Um, after about two years at South Dakota, I actually had the opportunity uh, to leave Dakota and, and come out to Los Angeles um, and join what was then uh, WME IMG, 
um, following their acquisition. Um, so was able to work um, within within that framework, but then also to really working with the US, UCLA athletic department as well as the Rose Bowl Stadium. Another you know great opportunity for me to come out to LA, an area I didn't know anyone or know anything about, but um, had a great boss there um, as well. Uh, shout out to Paul Engel if he's listening. Um, you know, really had a boss who was able to say, Here, here's what you need to learn, because as of right now, we're not hiring you for what you can do today. We're going to hire you for what you can do over a course of time and what you can learn and, and really kind of learn the ropes. And we had a great team there, um, had great success at UCLA, um, you know, and then after a, a time of about a year and a half, two years, um, got the opportunity to go and actually run a property um, at Pepperdine University with uh, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment. And so even though I'd only been in LA for a handful of years at the time, being able to go and run a team at, at Pepperdine, very small um, athletic department in, by, by the uh, scale of the UCLA, but really learning what that, what that athletic department function as. You don't have football, you don't have, you know, big, huge uh, Pac-12 basketball. You have to be a little scrappier and it's a little bit of a different dynamic as far as as someone who's trying to align brands with that athletic department, you really learn some different ways of going about the business of, of what it means to, to generate revenue for a college and for a university. Um, and then to, to, to after that, I had the, was able to fulfill a lifelong dream of, of joining the NFL and working with the Los Angeles Chargers. Learned a lot about what it's like to be with a team that's in the process of moving into LA, going from a San Diego, going to LA, you know, building a new stadium that was, you know, still several years away and learning the challenges of, of what that looks like was another great experience for me um, in my career of really seeing, you know, essentially functioning as a, as a bit of a startup within a league like the NFL. Um, that's an interesting dynamic to be a part of. And I think, you know, of course, the new stadium is, is finally finishing up and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, you're also dealing with just some of the challenges. It's, there's a lot of opportunity. But there's a lot of challenges. Um, and then now to kind of bring it to, to where I am today. Um, I'm uh, on the partnership development team uh, for Fox Sports at USC. Um, we manage all of the partnerships um, for the athletic department uh, as part of Fox Sports and home team sports. Uh, great, great organization um, that really functions as um, an agency for the athletic department to ultimately go and generate revenue um, that makes sense. And it's not just about, hey, we're just signing a big, huge check and we're just going to be, be at the end of it with far as the relationship. Really trying to have a dynamic that says, what are the right partners for USC? What are the right people that we want um, as part of the Trojan family? And that's that's my job is, is really, along with, with many others on our team, really developing those relationships from the ground up um, and aligning different brands with um, the USC brand and, and here locally um, and even nationally and globally, a very, very strong brand. And so I feel very fortunate to be representing it uh, day in, day out. Wow. A bit of a journey. Lots of great things. Bit Lots of, of great things. Lots of great things happening along the way. Um, ben, you mentioned early on you had great bosses, people who gave you opportunity, people who seen the future in you what was that like i mean how did these things happen because i mean so many young people would say oh yeah how do we find these people <laughs> so you know share, share share a bit of that insight with us yeah no i mean i think the the idea of if you're coming into a new area you're coming into a new field which you know i would say for the first five or six years of your career you're new it doesn't really matter how long you've been or what you've been doing you're still pretty new and i think the best way that you're going to have the opportunity to advance and grow your own skills is to be working 
with and under people that understand that you're growing and you're a work in progress. It's not just, hey, we're, we're only going to assume that you can only do these, these couple of things that we hired you to do. I think if you're working for a great boss, you have that opportunity to, um, for your boss to get to know you. And I think the, the best relationships I've had with bosses is when it really feels like they know me as a person and not just a, um, you know, a revenue guy and just a guy who's going to just sell some deals and, and, and that's it. You know, I want to, I want my bosses or, and I, I was um, managing someone underneath me. I, I want to get to know them as a human and as a person, you know, kind of what makes them go, you know, different motivating, you know, things. It's not much different than a, than a truly being a coach. Um, you know, whether it's a baseball coach or a football coach, it's, they can yell at you all day or they can, you know, be the nicest person all day. But I think a good boss just understands what's going to motivate you and what buttons need to be pressed. Um, and then, you know, I think if you're doing a job that you're, that you're happy to be doing, which, you know, for me, um, I very much feel that is your boss hopefully doesn't have to tell you what to do or, or how to do it. It's, it's a matter of, hey, you know, you're bringing things to them to get input on, get um, their feedback on. It's not just, hey, what do I need to do? It's, here's what I've done. How do we make it even better? And I think when you have that relationship with a boss where you're able to say, here's the work I've already done. I want to make it even better. Um, that's how you can really, I think, manage up to your boss to then help them help you and then put them in a situation to offer the best insight and feedback that they have. Um, I think that's the really important thing and just understanding that relationship and having that just communication in that honest dynamic um, with your boss is, is really the most important, I think, important thing I would say for um, having a, a boss relationship that, that really works both ways. Absolutely. Um, you've moved from, uh, I'd say, organization to organization, and they're absolutely amazing organizations. <laughs> I mean, the the experience that you've that you've been through is is phenomenal. How have you seen your your journey and your challenges grow from organization to organization? Have have the things get a, a lot more difficult, especially that because you had to adjust from place to place, right? So you were constantly right. changing, moving, learning, understanding industry, even if it's, it could be in, in the same industry as a whole, but it's always that different niche, right? So how did you find that? How did you grasp it? How did you adjust, adjust to that? Yeah, I think, I think an important thing in we you're ever talking about, you know, job changes and, and going to different organizations is, is it leading somewhere? You know, it might not be an exact, hey, I'm going from this level at this position, you know, at this company to this level at this company that does the exact same thing. That might not, not always be the case. There might be a little bit of some interesting progressions there. I've been fortunate enough to have really built my career within sponsorship marketing um, and, and dating back to my dad was a uh, advertising guy still is in Dallas. Um, you know, so advertising has always been a bit in my blood and, and so have uh, sports and, and growing up and playing high school football in Texas to, to college football or college baseball um, at Texas Tech. You know, those types of things have really been passions of mine and real interests of mine. Um, but as far as the jobs that I've, I've taken in different organizations I've worked for, I've really tried to make it build and not just be something where you're, you're just going from, you know, kind of random place to random place, but really Taking, taking my career to that next level has always been important. I've been uh, very fortunate to, to have gotten to know some really great people as far as from networking events and the, the industry that, that I'm in, um, you know, is certainly one that there's a lot of familiar faces, particularly you come out to Los Angeles and you get to know some of the different, um, you know, sponsorship people that are, that are around the market. 
Um, and there's so many just talented, talented people um, that do that do what we do. So you just learn and you can kind of see, hey, what have they done? And, and trying to ask questions on what, you know, what were the, the good steps that you made? There's a lot of people in this industry that have stayed places for 10, 15, 20 years, you know, that have built their whole career at, at one organization or one team. Um, you know, that's a great way to do it as well. I think for me and, and trying to come into a market that's, you know, not the cheapest market to live in, not, not one where, um, you know, you can, you can be making no money and, and last for very long. You have to, you know, make, make moves that make sense for your, not just your career, but for your life um, and putting yourself in a position to, to be um, where you want to be personally also coincides with, with your career. But I think really early on, I realized that I, I wasn't going to be able to um, have everything I wanted right off the bat, you know, for me to not really have uh, the experience I need to, to go and be a big time salesperson immediately. But there's the opportunity to go to South Dakota and, and go learn and go be a part of um, a smaller community where I could go really get a lot of reps in, um, which was so beneficial to me because I realized, hey, I could, I'm, not, I'm not ready to go do this in LA. And I, I, I talk to different people that are looking for career advice. I try to tell them, you know, is there a way that you can really boil down your career steps and your early steps into, into one of two buckets? One is, is there something you really, really want to go do? Or is there a place you really, really want to live? And I think if you're able to say which one of those is the important one, if you said, hey, I want to be a weatherman. Okay, well, who's hiring a weatherman? And go, go be wherever you got to be to become that weatherman. Or if you said, hey, I really want to live by the beach. Okay, well, who's hiring by the beach? Where, where can you go that you can get that job by the beach? And you just have to understand that, that you can't necessarily have it all at once and you can't all, you know, your first job should never be your dream job. That's, that's the job that got your foot in the door. Um, and you just want to be able to continue to build on that. And I think for me, you know, going from, you know, for, for me, I wanted to work in sports and I wanted to live by the beach. That wasn't the first, the first move, but going from South Dakota then coming out to LA, then getting myself financially to a position to be able to go and do that you know, it happens, but that hasn't been a long, long period of time. That's been, you know, six or seven years. And so just understanding that it doesn't all happen at once, but there is definitely ways that you can build your career over time. Um, that doesn't have to be on, on anyone else's terms other than yours. And I think that's important to realize too, is you can take risks or you can take no risks. It's, but ultimately you're the one um, that's responsible for, for where your career goes. Absolutely. One of the most amazing things you've, you've mentioned is that you, you knew your goals early, early days, and you understood that you understood the effort involved to reach where you want to be. Um, is it normal for college graduates to work for full time at organizations, then take on multiple gigs after work, before work, so on, so on? Uh, do, do you ad advise as such? Because Nowadays, what we're seeing is a lot of people under under the impression that, oh yeah, I just get my my degree, and then I go and I find the job, and that's and that's plenty. But what we're forgetting is that if we have these ambitions and these goals, I need to put that extra time in, that extra effort in to really nail down and and reach these goals. Totally. I mean, I think goals are goals are fluid. You know, you, you can have the idea of a goal, um, you know, and, and I'm sure there are people tell you, no, you need to have your your goals, you know, bulletin boarded above your bed and you look at them every night. And hey, if that works for some people, then, then that's terrific. You know, for me, I think you got to be realistic. Um, and I think the, the thing with being realistic is knowing that things can change. 
Um, and I think if you look around of, of what we're all dealing with across the entire world right now, no one saw what we're dealing with coming. No one saw, you know, essentially a just pause being pressed, not only on the sports world, but, you know, it's with global commerce in a lot of ways of, of really things being on pause. Um, but that's just being able to understand that things change. Things don't always go according to plan. But if your goals, you know, are still in a place in your, in your own mind where they're still achievable, I always believe that, that really any outcome is possible. And that's something that, you know, can be a very freeing thing. It can also be a bit of a scary thing because really, you know, anything can happen, good or bad. Um, and I really don't know if there is the bad things. I think they lead to the next thing. And I think that's just a mindset of, of understanding that you're not going to have every answer and things aren't always going to go according to plan. But if you're in a situation and you're mentally, uh, you know, prepared yourself for the different outcomes to, to occur, then you're just, you're just living, living in the moment. And I think that's what um, everyone is probably trying to learn and be better at, even though this moment <laughs> kind of sucks for a lot of people, but we are, we are living it, you know, daily. And we are able to say, look, we don't know what tomorrow looks like. We don't know what, two months from now look like, but anything's possible. So why not believe that positive change for good is also also on the horizon? Uh, we get caught up in some of the negatives sometimes, but I think it's really important to just bring that same energy to being positive, not not just blindly positive, um, but just understanding that, that solutions um, and outcomes aren't determined until they're until they happen. And there's no re reason, reason to, uh, you know, get too worked up over an outcome that might not even happen. Absolutely. Yep makes a lot of sense. Um, you've been through multiple organizations in, you know, in the whole college sports football world. What are, what are some of the biggest changes you, you've seen happen along your time? You know, I think there's this vision of kind of the glory days, if we will, of, of what sponsorship used to look like. It was a big old outfield sign at the baseball field. It was a big, you know, scoreboard sign at the football stadium. And, you know, some of those kind of elements and, and assets are still around, but the biggest changes that I've seen is just brands want to do more. And, and frankly, it, it's more work on our part, but they're not seeing value in just throwing a logo somewhere. They want that logo um, to actually mean something to a consumer and for it to mean something to a consumer, you can't just say, Hey, we, we did a, a digital um, banner and then it was, displayed for 30 seconds it's not really about that it's really about figuring out what the partner the brand in this case is really looking to do who they're looking to reach what story they're trying to tell i think you know whether it's a pro professional sports team or a college sports team they've gotten better and we've gotten better at telling our own story because for me is what i really look at where the changes are it's not just about that association of oh their logo was in our stadium therefore they're involved with our athletic department it's what story are we telling with this brand? How are they helping us, you know, adding value to the fan experience at, at whatever um, team it is? Or what are they doing in the community that's actually going to be beneficial for, um, you know, the greater good of where this school or, or team is, is located? It's really just, a, I think, where, where I've seen it, the brands have just gotten better at doing partnerships and really viewing them as partnerships, not just something that's always going to have, here's exactly how many impressions it's going to deliver, here's exactly how many, um, you know, quote unquote eyeballs will we'll see it. It's a lot more, it's a lot deeper and it's a lot more meaningful. Um, and for me, it, it makes it harder for anyone who's doing our job. We have to think more critically, but it also produces a lot more um, 
really just better campaigns, I think, that really resonate with people more and it really leads to a better return for the brand partners if they're able to look at it as, hey, let's align stories versus let's just throw a logo somewhere and just kind of get that association. That's That, to me, is where the biggest changes come. And then, you know, particularly right now, I think, uh, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say it, but a lot of what you're seeing now with some of the digital things and a lot of the social media campaigns, that was really very much an afterthought, even as recently as a couple of years ago. Now, though, with, with COVID and all the changes that are, are going to be impacting the industry for the, for the foreseeable future, I think that sped up a lot of the developments that were already happening to where you're going to see more, you know, experiential and digitally based um, experiences for fans that maybe aren't going to be at a, at a stadium, not just because it's COVID and, and we're on lockdown, but because, hey, this is where I was anyway. In a normal year, I've got a lot of things to do. I don't always have time to go to that stadium or go to that game. But I still want to be a part of the experience of, of, of that fanmanship. And I think that's where you're going to see a lot of, of new changes are, you know, for the, the remote fan is, is a word you hear a lot. So someone who's not at the game, who's not necessarily even watching the game on TV, but they're living their life somewhere, but they still want to be updated. How can brands and how can partners help um, with that experience for that fan? Because we got to be able to catch fans wherever they are. Absolutely. You work in media. How has the media landscape basically adopted or planning to adapt to uh, the changes that COVID has basically forced upon us? You know, w without speaking out of turn, you know, I think working for Fox Sports, you, we certainly hear more than um, some other of our, um, our peers would maybe hear about the media and about how, you know, you're going to have changes in things like camera angles, how you could yeah. have changes in things like, you know, features before games to do more sponsored content directly using the teams and, and the different players. You know, it's, it's a really interesting time. I, I certainly don't have um, every answer, but it is interesting how every media company is going to come up with different ways to intrigue the fan. I, I do think, uh, clearly I'm biased, but I do think Fox Sports really does lead the way and really does innovate on different levels and on a lot of different sports. It's not just football. It's not just, you know, major league baseball. I think across the spectrum of sports that Fox sports is involved with the, the ways that they're able to innovate and the way they're really able to get inside of what a fan is looking for, not just the footage of the game. They want to be a part of more of that um, overall experience of game day or race day or match day. Um, you know, the media companies have a lot of say in that because, they're going to be so involved in the different households and, and the reach, you know, particularly when we're not talking about necessarily full capacity stadiums. Um, it's going to be important to create as much of an experience as possible for um, the fans that want to view on TV. Absolutely. It's never been so uh, important. Um, ben, you're a young man again. You've uh, just started college. What's three tips you would give to somebody uh, basically starting all, all over again uh, that you think would be relevant to them building a career in sport? I think if, you, if we're talking about three, three tips. So I, I would say one of the, just the most important things that's regardless of where you are in your career, where you are in your, in your life is, having a creative mind. That's something that we talk about a lot with our team is just having a mind that, that wants to look at things differently and not just how they've always been. Um, and I think that's a great skill set for, like I mentioned, with, with a career, whether you're starting your career or really just your life. I think just having a creative mind that wants to um, not just 
not just prove things wrong, but figure out better ways of doing things. I think if you are someone who can do that um, and understanding that that takes a little bit of, you have to earn that right. It's not just enough to have an opinion on something and, and you know, throw it out there, but then it's not received. It, it, there's such a difference. I think probably tip two is there's a, there's a difference between having a good idea and being able to bring that idea to life. Um, and I think that's a really important thing that, you know, I, when I was younger, I felt like, oh man, I've got, I've got ideas or we should do it this way. Or we should not do it that way. But then you realize as you get a little bit older and a little bit more mature that, well, how, how do you pull it off? It's one thing to have the vision of it, but it's a whole other thing to tactically move something. You know, a lot of what I do with, with sponsorship, it's, you know, starting out with a cold call or a cold email where you're, you're starting something from, from truly from scratch of, of hey, I, I wanted to talk. Can we talk to, you know, building out a, a campaign with them throughout the course of a year? So it's something that you are building it from scratch. And I think you have to look at it as, you know, how, how can we make this better? How can we do what we've, what we've done before, but improve? Um, and so, you know, I think then lastly, the, the thing that I would say is get to know people and, and get comfortable um, reaching out to strangers. You know, I think that's something that you have to be able to do, not just if, you know, I have plenty of friends that would say, oh, I'm not a salesperson. I could never reach out to strangers. But it's, well, have you ever, you ever called anybody and bought something? Well, you, you were reaching out as a stranger, but you were buying something from them. Why does, why does that feel different than trying to sell something? Um, and I think people get scared sometimes of the term sales, but it really, it's just being comfortable with reaching out to strangers to not, not to bother them, not to spam them, but to learn from them, to hear what they're going through as a business. And if you're able to do that, even when you don't have a job, but you're just looking to get to know more people in an industry, or you're get, looking to just create more knowledge for yourself, there's, they can say no. That's it's really, I think you, you learn that uh, the worst answer people can say is no, we're not interested or, or no, I don't have time okay, keep it moving beyond that. You know, you can't get bogged down on that. You can't just say, hey, they said no, and, and now I'm, I'm going to shut it down completely and give up. Um, I don't think you need to say, oh, well, they're wrong. They, they could be right. Maybe it doesn't make sense for you guys to talk right now or for, for you to have that meeting. But the worst they can say is no, and then you just move on to another, another task or another thing to work on. You know, there's definitely – um, you know, a lot of no in, in our business and a lot of not right now in our business as well. And so just being, have, being able to have that second, that kind of that thicker skin that says, okay, I understand that that, that, that might not be a fit for you right now. I'm moving on, but doesn't mean I'm never going to talk to you again, but just getting that understanding and, and, you know, getting that comfortability with reaching out to different people and trying to learn from them, I think is a great skill set for, for anyone to, to, to develop. Or if you're certainly, if you're just starting to really focus on developing, um, in the early stages of your career. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Some very wise words uh, from the man himself, Mr. Ben Flora. Uh, ben, you've been amazing, buddy. Shared a ton of insight with us, educated us on, on a few different things. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, we have to wrap things up. Before we let you go, where can people find you online? Uh, so LinkedIn, Ben Flora 28 um, would be the best place to, to start a conversation with me. Or then you can also uh, shoot me an email at ben.flora at foxsports.net uh, if you want to have a conversation there. And certainly um, would look forward to it. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Flora from Fox Sports, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Thanks, man. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?